Hello and welcome to Moneyline on 97.9 Unity Radio FM. Ernie Floyd, thank you so much. We are here with a very special guest, my old coach, Mr. Tom Wells, is joining us to talk a little college football. Frankie C is uh, is under the weather currently, so we got the best replacement around mr wells welcome to the show thank you very much uh mr wells is an avid listener um and i am your host steve cully the uh best podcast and radio host in the universe so you are getting a treat today because there's a lot of buzz going on about college football and uh and mr wells has has been watching it all and you know, I wanted I wanted to start with with Michigan. Michigan goes and and they played Iowa. What did you think of that game? Well, the the question was going to be was Iowa going to score any points? <laughs> so they, <laughs> they don't score points. You're right. So, and I think uh, Kirk France, the head coach, I think he knew that going in. Uh, I believe this is the last year of the East-West Division of the Big Ten. It is, correct. So, so he got in there, and good for him. Um, Michigan had all the tools, and they took it to him. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I was uh, out of town at the time. But Michigan probably could have scored 30 or 40 points you know, in that game. But uh, to, you know, to Iowa's credit, they held them down to you know, a reasonable amount. But... Hey, Michigan is far away the superior team. I think everybody knew that going in. Yeah, you know, Iowa impressed me a little bit with their physicality. Um, I haven't watched them a lot, but their defense really impressed me. The offensive coordinator for for Iowa is oh, that's a hot button is, right there. Is the head coach's son, and uh, he he was mandated to score 25 points a game uh, in order to keep his job. Keep his job. Yeah. I, I I don't know if he was he was scoring more than like 17 or 14 points a game, but they were they were winning by defense. And Michigan, I, I thought they came off to a slow start because it was 10 nothing for a while. And uh, you know then Michigan just has superior talent. You really see the talent deficiency in the Big Ten with um, the East and the West. And the West really kind of seems down. Do you think that, and I, you know, because they're erasing it now, now it's going to be, they're all going to play each other and they're going to rank it by who has the most wins. Do you think a team like Iowa will find its way back? to the Big Ten Championship, or they're just going to be out of the mix now because uh, I, of the schedule? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's it's out of the mix. I mean, when you take a look at how about an even bigger surprise in the West, Northwestern. Yes, North, North, I mean, Northwestern. they were dead on arrival beginning of the season because of all the turmoil out there, and they're going to a bowl game. That, that so, was a huge – that was, there was a huge surprise – Pat Fitzgerald, who really built that program, he is fired 
weeks before the season starts, they bring in a, a new coach, a young guy. He was the, the quote-unquote interim coach, and now he is officially hired as the coach. And yes. a school like Northwestern, I mean, they really turn things around. And nobody expected that without Pat Fitzgerald. Everyone thought Northwestern was going to fold. And they definitely did surprise some people this year. Yeah, well, th- th- well, that is very true. So, so when you look back at the Iowa situation, okay, look at defense still counts. We all know that. And and Iowa, you know, their their losses were to, were to Penn State and Minnesota. All right, ten and, and two. In all correct. those games, you know, no, nobody got away from them, really. With maybe maybe the Penn State game, but but, but look. As you know, there's two sides of, the, uh, of football. Um, Iowa doesn't have the wide receivers and the quarterback talent and all that. Was it the coach's fault? Uh, maybe not. But when you are the son of the head coach. <laughs> you're, you're just asking for trouble. You're just asking for trouble. Yes. So good for Kirk Ferentz, you know. Man, he's, he's, he's a UConn guy, just so you know. You're he's kidding. Easy. No, Burns was UConn. He's a UConn wow. grad. Yes, he's a UConn grad. Good for him. Good for, Good him. for him. We, yeah, they, wow. we, they pursued him a couple times, but they couldn't get him. Um, the question remains: Will they keep his son, <laughs> or are they going to push him out? I mean, they they did finish ten and ten, I mean ten and two or ten and three. I mean, how can you fire your offensive coordinator? Well, look at within the state of Iowa, you know. Okay, so Kirk Ferentz wins the required number of games that he's got to win. Okay, what did he have? Nine or ten wins? There were ten wins. Ten, yeah, ten and ten two. wins. All right. How many other schools in this country would be very happy to have ten wins? <laughs> Believe right? me, a lot. There, of them. There's probably about 120 of them that wish they had ten wins. So good, good for him. He should be able to call his shot, but. Take a look next year. What's going to happen when he's got to play? Well, USC. Now you're going to bring USC and um, UCLA. UCLA into the picture, and and you know it, it could be a different ball game. So does Kirk Ferentz have another year, year or two in him? I think he does. I so, do too. Yeah. So hey, like I say, ten wins is good. Just about every other place in the country, with the exception of maybe six or eight teams in this country, you know, the, the Alabamas of this world and all that. So it'll be fine. Now, now, Michigan had, you know, just a, tum- a lot of turmoil during the season. It's the first time that a, uh, a head coach has been suspended twice in the same season. And, you know, the team really took on the role of being the villain. They uh, they stood by their coach. They stood by Harbaugh. Now, Harbaugh is not well-liked <laughs> around the country. He is beloved in Michigan. And, you know, I think that you and I could probably be the head coach of the team and still win games <laughs> with the well, talent look, they have. There's, there, there's two coaches that have been anointed within the confines of the state of Michigan. All right? Bo Schoenbeckler and Jim right. Harbaugh, right? Jim. All right? It's the old story. You'll be a Michigan man and all that type of thing. 
hey, you know, within the confines of the state. And then you go back to the Ohio State situation. Hey, in those two schools, you're hired to beat the other guy. That's just fact. So Harbaugh has done his thing. And if he goes and leaves, go to the NFL, which is, you know, highly rumored, he might be able to pick his spot. There will be another Michigan man. And guess who? Tom Wells' prediction here. Oh, boy. Mike Hart. You think they'll go with Mike Mike Hart? Hart. Stop and think about this now. Mike Hart, where did he grow up and play? Little Onondaga Central down here just south of Syracuse. That's where he grew up. Yep. Mike Hart. Do you think that they will go outside the Michigan community for a head coach? Absolutely not. I don't think you can because, you know, they tried a couple times. They tried with, I believe, Rich Rodriguez and then Brady Hoke, and they were not Michigan men. And they they failed miserably. Mike Hart, that is an interesting name. That would bring a lot of energy to the program. He, I believe he's the running back coach. and He's the running back coach, correct. He's an excellent recruiter. Right. And I think, you know, staying within the family it w- would absolutely be the right move, especially yeah, with yeah. the money involved. But Well, that's, that's a whole new ballgame, the money. Oh, the money. The money's just insane. But my question is, overall, I've watched a lot of the Big Ten. What is your opinion of the Big Ten conference as far as the teams, the talent, you know, compared to the SEC or the Big 12 or the Pac-12, where do you see the Big Ten? Well, let's face facts here. Uh, the addition of, you know, the, the new teams from out west, that's going to change the oh, face of the whole conference. Yep. Uh, okay, name dropper. My son went to USC, and he's looking forward to going in and playing, you know, these, these new schools, the, the travel bill and all that, because money talks in that conference. It does, anyway, it you want to cut it. And the TV contracts and all that with all the NIL money. Uh, so the new schools will fit in very well. Okay. So the caliber of talent, and I think when you look at the football situation, I would say the people in the inside, the ADs and the presidents are probably thinking, no, look at what. We are uh, at least equal, if not better, than the SEC right now. Because look what happened this year, okay? You got Michigan in there. Ohio State was a yep. close second. The whole year, right? yep. And don't you think the people in the Big Ten were praying that the SEC was shut out of the Final Four? Well, <laughs> that, that would, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of talk right now because, and uh, you and I spoke earlier about Florida State going undefeated and not getting into the playoffs. But I I was thinking, how could you not have the SEC champion miss the playoffs? The SEC is the best conference right now. Listen, I would would pay money, would have paid money to be inside that conference room in the last 72 hours. That had to be priceless. Because you're also talking marketing. You're talking money. Oh, it's huge money. And it's, and it's not, and I heard a comment just after you and I talked uh, this noontime, that 
did they want an embarrassing game with the potential of Michigan playing Florida State and running Florida State off the field? I think they would, absolutely. So that's, uh, I think that would have been said because now now it's a whole new ball game. You got you got Texas in there, and you know that'll draw bodies. That'll be a that's huge. Yep. Okay. So you throw that all in there, and and going into the whole season, Florida State was was um, and the whole ACC was going to be kind of a stepsister to the big the big the big dogs. They were a okay? su- they were a surprise in the ACC. Nobody yes. really expected them to. Well, have nobody run knew they about did. the quarterback no. until the, the second or third week of the season. Correct. So, yeah. So good for them, yeah. But now they now they got a you know they're angry and the commissioner wrote a scathing. Hey, he, I saw the commissioner who's he was we, not. We could see a plane crash coming here somewhere if it wasn't uh, Alabama or Texas or somebody was going to get shut out. It's ironic, as we all know, that this happened a year too late to have the twelve team deal. I know. Yep. Then that would have solved everything. Everybody gets no, to no, play. Nobody can complain, yeah. Yeah, but this year it was unfortunate that the way things worked out. Hey, as soon as Georgia loses, then it's a different ball game. So, hey. But Georgia, Georgia losing, Georgia was number one throughout most of the season. They lose. How can you? How can you still leave them out? I mean, it's all about when when the teams lose. Alabama loses the first game of the year, and they rebuild, they retool, and they go on a run. And that loss the first week isn't as important. Georgia loses the last game of the year. If the situation had been reversed and Georgia had lost earlier on. I think they probably would have gotten in, and There's now no they're question. left out. So, listen, this was said, again, one of the talk shows this morning. Alabama, 4th and 31. That play in the end zone, whole new ball game. Right. It created everything different for Alabama, everything different for the whole league. And, hey, so Alabama now is in. You got to give them all the credit in the world. You know these are skilled athletes. That quarterback from Alabama did it. The wide receiver did his thing. Uh, you think either well, especially the receiver. He will never have to buy dinner in the state of Alabama. No, his life. Nope. He, he's a legend. He'll be a legend yep. for life. Right. And and they are just so explosive on offense. And then they turn around and you know I I I would say. They have to be the most complete team that's in the playoffs. Offense, defense, special teams. Would you Would you agree with that? Uh, if I haven't seen the line yet coming out of Vegas, but um, Alabama, just I think they might be a favorite as we speak. I just may look that up and see what the line is. Uh, look at Does anybody want to play Alabama right now? <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, you can't. You can't. They're they're just they're just too hot and they're just on a roll. And then you know, the other undefeated team, you got Washington, the Pac-12, and you know people 
are down a little bit on the Pac-12, and everyone's leaving the Pac-12, they're going to have to retool. They're going to bring some teams in probably from the Mountain West. And, you know, nobody expected Washington to go on the run that they did. Nobody expected Washington to beat Oregon. And I, I love watching Washington's offense. They they are just so dynamic. But I have seen their defense, and, and well, they the are just Well, the bottom line in that conference this year and maybe a little bit last year is that the good teams is like a track meet. I mean, there's both, you know, everybody who's scoring yeah. 35, yeah. 40, 50 points in a game, and it's the quarterbacks, and that was the secret before the season even started. I mean, you've got the defending uh, Heisman Trophy guy down at USC. The quarterback, uh, their, their right. Their defense is brutal. And, okay? and, Absolutely horrible. And he got fired, the defensive right? coordinator. And, and, yeah, and he should have. And then you're sitting out there, Utah. They Nobody knows about Utah right now. you got Washington. you got Oregon. And then Oregon those, State, too, was good. Or That's right. And, and so you take those rivalry games as those season all developed, and, you know, they turned out to be some exciting games. And it was the quarterback play. And, and my lasting remembrance, so I watched the second half of the Washington-Oregon game and seeing Bo Nix, the quarterback from Auburn, he might be still sitting on that chair on the sideline. He's still disappointed. You know, yeah, they he, lost. He tra- yeah, he, tra- he transferred. I mean, he, he was just looking, he was looking to play. Yeah. And, and for him, not only was the loss dug deep, but – Heisman Trophy went down a drain completely with, with, with that loss. So you, you take the quarterbacks, as we all know, no offense to you offensive linemen, but college football and pro football now is all about the quarterback. You know, can you he run, can he throw? Yeah. Right? So, hey, anyway, very fascinating last couple, three weeks, and to give everybody something to talk about for the next three weeks before the they tow it up again. Now, you know, obviously, you you are a USC fan. Your uh, yes. your son went to USC. Um, what were you, what was your take on USC's season? Because it, it kind of was a disappointment. They they started off really hot, and then I don't know. I, they had some injuries, and down the stretch, they just kind of just slowed down. Well, we talked earlier about Iowa's defense. All Correct. Right? If you could take the defensive team from Iowa, <laughs> put them in a USC uniform, USC would be the national champion. Right, because they that, can that's score. That's a pretty yeah. bold prediction. But the strange thing that my son and I talk about watching USC football is that they've got great athletes, even on the defensive side. Right. But their scheme, their training, there's something that whatever happened behind the scenes, this isn't just this year. This was last year. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an issue for them. So some heads got to roll, and if USC doesn't get their act together, uh, they will probably get the uh, NL money. They'll probably get a boatload of guys come in there from all over, and you know supplement their roster. But you got to have look. You got to have defensive. To, to, Otherwise, you got to score 50, 60 points yeah, a game. You got to outscore You can't do everyone. that. Yeah. And, and their defense was just atrocious. And maybe, maybe it was an offensive line that couldn't, wasn't the same as a year ago. And Williams is running for his life back there. 
Yeah, like he I took said, a beating. He took a beating. I, I, did, did your guy, Orlovsky, ever throw a dinner for you guys because he knew you guys saved his life back there? Oh, or what? Thunder, Thunder Dan, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he took he took great care of me. Because uh, he go. knew. I, but, but, I, but I always told Dan, I said, Dan, I'll, I'm going to give you three seconds. I can get in the way of the guy for three <laughs> seconds. That's about it. Then you're on your own, buddy. That's and if he can't do the three seconds, then he would have been Sorry. meat back there. I, yep, that's, that's all you get. I used to tell him that. Do you think that USC made a mistake in, in jumping to hire Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma? Do you well, think that's that, a tough question? Well, let me put it to you this way: uh, uh, I think this was maybe ten years ago when Sarkeesian was the coach at USC. That was a train wreck. Yeah, he, he had his he, own personal was, problems yes. at the time. Yep. My son and family and I, we stayed in the same hotel up in Boston when they played Boston College. And um, the, the old, good old boy system there with, you know, Pat Hayden being the AD, the football guy, da, right. da, 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 everything was rosy. So they have not they have not had the coach to put them to where, you know, they all wanted to be. To they the, got to big the money level. out there. Yeah. So – they get Riley. All right, now look at And him. they paid a lot for him. <laughs> they paid a lot for him. They he, he's I, I don't know the exact number, but he's living in a five or six million dollar home out there that the school uh, owns. Yep, I that mean, was part of his contract all right? at the house. So yep. look at what Riley did at Oklahoma. All the credit in the world. Okay, he developed quarterbacks and everything. But but Lincoln Riley doesn't he is not a defensive coach. No, no, not at all. He, and, so, and he didn't hire a defensive, a good defensive I, mind. I don't know who the best defensive coaches are in the country, but rather, in my opinion, rather than spend all that money on a handful of guys to come in there, he ought to, they ought to, you know, five, six million dollars to, to bring a defensive coach in there. And then, if that's the case, then I think everything will work. Is Lincoln Riley the answer? Well, as you know. A co- that's a whole coaching staff. What is today's world? 10, 12, 15 coaches? Oh, it, are there? It, it's, it's it's insane now. With they yeah. have the coaches and then they have the the quote unquote analysts. They have analysts. the recruiting people. The the whole staff now is close to 20 people. Yeah. So you you got to have somebody that's the boss back there and running the show cuz Lincoln Riley certainly isn't going to go to the defensive role. And to start yeah, he, barking yeah, out his trucks, that, that's not his do. thing. No. So USC has got to do that. And I say that because down the road, you know, my son and I are looking forward to USC coming east yeah, to go to Penn absolutely. State, yeah. to go to Rutgers, to go to Maryland. We've already planned this hypothetically out. That's true. You know, to, to do all this. But the, the <laughs> hey, look, at the, the Big Ten is going to be crazy. For the next couple of years, everybody kind of feeling their way around, and then you got Michigan and Ohio State sitting out there that you know um, have taken care of business recently. So that you know, and then you're going to throw in the Texas and the Oklahomas at the SEC. Their their conference is changing, so everything everything is upside down now. In my opinion, in the next couple of three years, the big dogs are still going to play, and they're still going to get the job done. But it's how the how, how okay how's Texas Texas going to change the the uh, food chain in the SEC? Oh, right? big time, big time, big time, big time. So you don't think you know after this season's all over, over 
you don't think uh, the Georgia and the Alabama are sitting there and say, oh, my God, we got to deal with Texas now, okay? Texas, Texas has got money Oklahoma, all yeah. over the place. They got right? that oil money, yep. For oil sure money, they do. Right, yep. So the same thing in a different way is going to happen in the Big Ten. Um, I don't. I wouldn't. I want to wish to travel on any of those people. I mean, you're going to take Penn State. <laughs> it's going to be a long Rutgers. trip. <laughs> I mean, you missed a few days of class when you're during football season. Not oh too many. no, no! I went to all my classes, Mr. Wells. I never missed a class. But you had. But wait, I'm not. <laughs> that's not where I'm going. I'm saying you had to travel now and then. Oh yes, yes. You have to Friday. miss classes on Friday. Absolutely. So if you got if you got a, a noon start on the West Coast oh, on bro. Saturday, right? And then you know TV is going to throw in a Thursday night game somewhere along the line. Oh, it's going to happen. Yep, you're absolutely. <laughs> and. You priceless guys on a football team, all right? Academics aside, and you got You're gonna. You're at Rutgers, and you now got to go to play on the West Coast. <laughs> you got to go to USC. You figure out. You figure out when you're going to leave school. Yeah, okay? I, I don't want to put together that itinerary. That's gonna be. That's gonna be an absolute nightmare. But yeah, and and, and that's going to happen. And and you know, just a sidebar issue here: basketball. Figure right. that one out. Right. I mean, nobody thinks of know, basketball. They, they, yeah. They play three times as many games. Yep. That's the way. So you throw in the football situation here with with those new schools. There's there's big money involved. Yes, I get that. But somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. And I mean, our guy at Rutgers there. What's his name? Chiano. Um, Greg Chiano. Yeah. No, he's gotten better in the last couple of years. But now you throw in. <laughs> Four powerhouse well, schools. I, I, that's I, I was, you know, my uh, my uncle Tom, my uncle Tom D'Onofrio. He's a Jersey guy. Went to Mount Claire State. His uh, girlfriend went to Rutgers. They go to all the Rutgers games. And I was just having a debate with him. I said, "There's no way that Rutgers is ever going to contend for a Big Ten title. They'll they'll win six games, maybe seven. But how how are they ever going to compete with?" USC, UCLA, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan—they're never going to be in that upper echelon. And yeah, and he right. thinks that they're going to throw money around with the NIL and they're going to start getting those players. But I don't, I don't see it happening. It's and a drop in a bucket what Rutgers can produce compared to. That's what I said. I don't think they have yeah. the the alumni base yeah. to do that. But yeah. USC coming to the Big Ten, I think USC will roll in the Big Ten. I think USC can beat Ohio State. I think they can beat Penn State. I think they can give Michigan a run. They just have the athletes. And like you said, if they get a good defensive coordinator and and get their defense shored up, they're going to be unstoppable. Well, stop and think about one year from now. One year from now, when you've got 12 teams who are going to be alive, to play for the championship, okay? Just a soft little prediction here. Three or four schools from the Southeastern Conference, three or four schools from the Big Ten, that's half the field already. Right, with two conferences. With two conferences, which is where, look at, down the road, ten years from now, when they've had all these, the the face of college football is still going to be the same big dogs. Anyway, you cut it. Yeah. So you yep. put, let's just say 
that between the two conferences, let's say minimum of six schools next fall are playing for the for the national championship out of the twelve. Right. All right. So the UFCs, somebody is not going to play for their conference championship. Exactly, and they're going to get in the playoffs. And the third-place team or the fourth-place team is going to make it in, which is grounds to keep your job, grounds to get your 10th, 11th win, because there are some soft touches in both conferences. We all know that. So, hey, that that's the way it's going to work down the road. And can USC do it? Yes, they can. But then now, now you look at something like okay, the ACC. I think they're they're far behind everyone, and you know they just completely got disrespected with their undefeated conference champion not making the playoffs. And like you said, three teams from the SEC, three teams from the Big Ten probably are going to be in the playoffs. Where does that leave the ACC and the Big 12? I mean, well, well, do they not get here, in? Here's, this, this is a Tom Wells theory here now. Oh, boy. Okay? You take the SEC and the Big 10, all they do is cannibalize each other, and the biggest cannibal, the Ohio States and the Michigans, they will survive. The ACC, they cannibalize each other, but the, the way to solve this is the non-conference schedule. Right, right. And okay. a lot of them play cupcakes for the non-conference. So the, the way I, I, I can remember it hit me like a bowl of lightning back in September. Why, doesn't, why don't these people do like basketball and play a tough handful of games in non-conference? Exactly. Okay. Because they know there's going to be, what, 60, 70 teams that are going to make the NCAA tournament. Right. One or two losses. Now, prior to this past weekend, Alabama was going to get knocked out because they lost that game back in September to Texas. Correct. Okay. They had the bravado to put them on the schedule. Instead of playing, you know, East Carlton Tech somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the ACC... If they are smart, next year or the year after, whenever they make up the schedules, the Florida states of this world, they they got to play non-conference games. But is the SEC and the Big Ten, are they going to play against them? They're going to say, no, we don't need you. No, no. So the Big 12 is the only one that's left over. They, they, they got to work with each other and, and forget – the, 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 the money grab, not the money grab, but, you know, inviting somebody in, pardon me, the Yukons, the Rutgers of this world, so they can beat up on them. Exactly. The, that, that's, that's the problem with, with college football now, is they all play that soft touch two or three game before they play the, the conference. conference. Yep. The SEC doesn't have any problem doing that, all right, because they know they're good enough. The Big Ten, they won't have to. But the other conferences, they're going to have to step there up. There is no, yeah. All right. I mean, bringing SMU in, bringing Stanford and California yep. into the ACC, ACC, correct? That is crazy. Yeah, absolute crazy. And is it going to solve their problem? No, it's it's not going to. Now, 
Florida State, okay, great run this year and all that kind of stuff. They might just very well win their bowl game, go 14-0. Yeah, 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 not be ranked in the top five. And and not be ranked, all right? So Florida State, I assume they got a fair amount of money. They'll get some more players, and they might very well do the same thing next year. But they'll make the playoffs, which, you know, yeah. that's a fair way to do all the things. And, again, it's so sad that this year that that thing wasn't in play that that's a whole new ball game we could talk about, but hey, uh, that, that's that's what's going to head up next year. You know, everybody can argue and churn over what happened. You know, this last week or two. Hey, go from there. Oh well, we have to uh, do our contractually obligated talk about Syracuse. Okay, <laughs> uh, Syracuse fires Dino Babers. And, you know, they, they really went and made a quick hire, which I was kind of surprised at. They, they hired the coach from Georgia. Um, Syracuse is another one. You know, we all grew up going to the Dome. The Dome right. was an attraction. The Dome was rocking. Syracuse was dominant. And, you know, they joined the ACC. They went with BC and Pitt. And they just have done nothing in the ACC and I and I was saying the same thing how is Syracuse they can never be in the upper echelon of the ACC are they going to beat Clemson are they going to beat Florida State what what are they going to do well let's go back to this past season I saw Syracuse play in person three times okay their front line that their first team guys were probably good enough to play on a given Saturday, all right? But in football, there's injuries. Yes. And as soon as you get down to second-line guys, then Syracuse could, couldn't touch the rest of these people. The depth, okay? the depth was an issue for sure. All right. Now, you can say that the NIL money, in my opinion, I have no inside information, Syracuse doesn't have the deep pocket. They don't. They just don't. They don't. They got a couple guys that are willing to spend some money, but you need a whole team of, I don't know what the magic number is, 15, 20 guys, okay? The attract, like you said, the attraction of, of playing football in the Dome to go back to, you know, Dwight Freeney and oh, uh, McNabb and those guys, yeah. th- those days are over with, yeah. okay? Yeah. And NIL money. I mean, the quarterback Schrader. What was he do? He was hawking ads for knife for <laughs> He was he, okay. He's not a good how, actor. How much either. money did he put in his pocket? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good for Garrett Schrader. But Garrett Schrader's a big. Garrett Schrader in previous years probably would have been a fullback. Right? No, he was a he, he's a big guy. He's a good athlete. Absolutely. Yeah. And but he was he, a surprise. When he hurt his shoulder, or elbow, whatever he got there. Um, bringing in these other guys oh, that was, just, it was you know, a skeleton crew. So will Syracuse ever listen? I listen, as you said, we grew up there. I got my masters from Syracuse. My daughter went to school there. I mean, we went to all the games when Stacy was there, but bottom line here is that they didn't bring, well, Dan Moen's name was floated around. Yes, you know what was. I think is going to happen with Dan Moen? You take a look at Syracuse. Uh, it's not an attractive job, and yeah, and the yeah, pay so. and the pay. They they said the pay. Um, Dino Babers was like the sixty five highest paid coach in the country, and I believe right. they were like tenth 
in the ACC as far as paying. Exactly. Like they don't they don't, they don't have the salaries to yes. bring in the coaching staffs. You're, you're you're right on. So you take this young guy coming in from Georgia. Okay, he's all frisky and raring to go. Make his name up there. See again. I think the consensus is Dino Babers is was a great guy. Great guy. Person, great guy. Great guy. Okay, but. You know, his defense was, and it was not any crutch. The, hey, take a handful of his best guys from a year ago. They all left. They, they, they did. Money. They yeah. went somewhere. He complained if about that. If they had that. stayed there, I mean, the way I see it, you can't just have a great football team in college anymore with, with just bringing in high school guys. You've you, you got to have portal, the yep. stars. you got to have the quarterback. Who, who, do we know who the quarterback at Syracuse is going to be next fall? The quarterback who played when Schrader got hurt, his name was Carlos Del Rio Wilson. Okay? Okay. I... Had, I, I hate to say this. I have not. I have never seen a worse Division One quarterback in my life. He 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 missed all his throws. He he passed for like thirty yards a game. He was airmailing everything. He's a good athlete, but he looked like he was so shell shocked back in the pocket. And their yeah. offense completely disintegrated when Schrader yeah. was out and he was in. He was he was. Well, all- that's why they changed to that running offense. That right. They put in out of desperation. Well, look at if this new guy is smart, he'll talk to the second or third quarterback at Georgia. Say, why don't you that's come what you got to do with me? That's what you got to do. <laughs> the, the, I mean. I think I think the transfer portal is is a little crazy and getting out of control. But I I said the same thing. If you're at Syracuse, I would go and look at Alabama's third string quarterback, and I would uh, send them a message on Twitter and say, "Hey, you want to come play for us?" I mean, because there's there's no rules against it, and That's all right. these guys are. are are just jumping in and transferring and you're seeing kids transferring two and three times. I just think they really have to try to regulate it a little bit more. I know they, they moved the deadline on when you have to apply for the transfer portal. All right. M- but- Mr. Cully, listen, Pandora's box is now open. It is. They, they can't, they, they can't, Hey, like the, 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 the toothpaste too. You can't put it back in. It's done. <laughs> and the NCAA doesn't have the courage. No, they won't step in. They won't step in and do it. So it's open season now, period. And, hey, so, you know, we spent a considerable amount of time talking about the Michigans and the USC's and the Alabamas. They're still, they're still going to dominate because they got deep pockets and they're going to continue to. The more games they play on national television, the, the the longer they play into December, there's more money. And the Syracuse's oh, and the Boston colleges, they're going to get the chicken scraps left over from whatever and, you know, try to find their way. And let's, let's face facts here. Syracuse would not be going to a bowl game if they didn't have three wins for the non-conference schedule. I mean, Correct. come on. Correct. They, so, yeah. They, so they snuck in and they and they got it done. Good for them. So you know, you and I uh, in the next few years will be happy to go to the dome and watch Syracuse. You know, try to pull off their six or seven wins a year, call it a success and all that. But the dream of you know competing like they did back you know 
in the mid nineties. Well, we're not going to see that. We're not that, going to see that again. With. And that's and you know what that's sad because you know the old Big East conference. You had Syracuse. You had Tech. You had West Virginia, BC, Miami, and they all you know went. For apparently, they thought greener pastures going to the ACC. Well, uh, listen, you remember, I can remember going them. to the dome and watching those Miami guys come in there, oh, watching yes. Michael <laughs> Vick come in there. Right. Yep. And I was told back in the day that they came within a whisker of getting Michael Vick to come to Syracuse. Okay. This is when my daughter is still there, and I was going up and, and watching all that. And one said, you know, Michael Vick should be wearing a, an Orangeman uniform, okay? So that didn't happen, okay? So to get to where Syracuse is now in the present day, they are who they are. Wild Heck had to make a move to, uh, you know, placate the fandom and everything else. Uh, are they ever going to get uh, 45, 50,000 people in that dome? That's what they no. we used to get. No. We, I mean, they're lucky yeah. to get 10, 20,000 people in there. And, yeah. you know, the other thing that really hurt them, and I was surprised, they had such a good running back last year, that, that Sean Tucker. Sean and, Tucker. And he leaves yep. for the NFL. And, you know, yep. he, he he didn't even get drafted. How, how can you let a guy who's a sophomore – you, you you let him leave for the NFL, and he doesn't get drafted. In college football right now, you really have to keep recruiting your own kids to, to try to keep them in the program. That 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 is one of the stranger ways. Look, at, I'm old school. I coach high school. I dabble a little bit in college swimming up at Hamilton. But to sit there, and what I'm hearing now from every coach is that you got to be very positive, and you cannot stop these guys from picking up the phone or getting a text message from somebody in season, out of season, doesn't matter when it is. You've got to constantly placate them. Right. And I think I saw this past year guys playing that maybe didn't, weren't going to see the field in previous years. So that guy who was the number two or the number three tailback or whatever the position may be, they're getting to play more. You stop and look at the, the fire alarm that goes on after every play now. Guys are coming on and off the field, offense and defense. Yep. There is no more 11 on 11. They keep on playing, keep on. There's substitution. A lot now, of specialties, correct. All right, so... Is that coming into play where the head coach or the offensive or defensive coordinator say, listen, we're giving you playing time. We're doing are they doing that because they're afraid they're gonna lose everybody? I think that's that has to play into yeah, it. It definitely does. And All right? what 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 bothers me is, you know, you go to college, you get a division one scholarship, you're playing against the best of the best. You can't expect that you're going to play right away as a freshman, even as a sophomore. And these kids, they they don't want to put the work in or, or they don't want to be patient enough to wait their turn. They want to play right away. And that yeah. just doesn't happen in football. And, it, well, and the, 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 the tragedy of the NIL deal and the transfers. Yeah. We, we don't hear of the guy that goes into the transfer portal and ends up without a scholarship. 
Right. That ends up okay. with nothing. Right. They end up with nothing. Yeah, that, okay. that happens, yes. And if you are fortunate enough that your family's got a little bit of money and can pay your way or some other way, and I'll pick, well, I shouldn't pick on Colgate, but Colgate's nearby. You want to play. Right. You drop down a level exactly. and find you know the, the level of play you can play at. But just because somebody whispers in your ear, that doesn't mean... I mean, let's look at the situation down at Texas with um, Archie Manning's. Yeah. Yep, the son. The son. Yeah. Now, what did he play? Six plays, five plays, a few weeks yeah, ago. I mean, they yeah they 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 got him they got him in a little bit. Correct. You you think somebody's not whispering in his ear oh, to come for play sure. somewhere? For sure, because I mean, he was the he was the top quarterback. He he was actually the top recruit in the entire country. Yeah. And you're you're absolutely right. They're they're probably getting him in there because somebody is calling him, somebody is texting him, somebody is whispering in his ear. Hey, you want to play? We got a spot for you. Yeah. So you know, you take a look at the. The, the Washington and the Oregon quarterbacks, they all transferred all from somewhere. All transfers, yep, yep. All right? And they're getting some money, and good for them. But more important, they're getting playing time because at the end of the line, what do they want to do? They all want to play in the NFL. They all want to go to the NFL. That's, uh, right? that's exactly and it. That, and they, those two guys might be a perfect fit, okay? Just like the quarterback at Alabama is a perfect fit, everybody today, you just don't drop back – be the quarterback like you know some of the like um, um, the other Manning guy. You know, I mean, you, you just don't do that today. You you got to no, be able to run and throw absolutely. and all that. So they pick their spot. It all comes up roses and everything's worked. So let's get back to the Syracuse situation. Needless to say, I wish them all the luck in the world, and I'll be the first one to you know join uh, the, the group if they win. I'll go up there and support them even if they lose. But to be back. So back to the days of you know playing Virginia Tech and Miami and those people, uh, it's not going to happen. But so. I don't understand how can Syracuse University not get a quarterback? I mean, they for years. I mean, Schrader was serviceable. He had some great moments, but Syracuse University should be able to get a top quarterback recruit. And you I don't, I don't know how they are missing or they're not like the, you know, Trader is from Mississippi. Like, why are they going there? Like, they can't find anyone here. They can't find anyone in Florida. I don't understand how they are their quarterback board list for recruits. What well, it looks let's like. let's look at the Schrader situation. I think, I think Schrader had been hurt. Yeah. I think maybe we'd be talking a different story here. Now, they got rolled by what? Who did they get rolled by a couple times this year? Uh, well, I, I mean, Clemson beat them. Florida State knocked them around. I mean, yeah. they, they, okay. they So if, if they could have had maybe two more wins, and, and from what all reports, uh, Babers was given his marching orders before the season he started. He was, correct. Himself to, all right? So maybe a couple of those wins – the Georgia Tech one. I'll go back to that one. They, they should have. They, they should have oh, won that game. All right. Um, and hey, they have a good it. defense. Their defense is top. Yes. Yes. Give, give them all the credit in the world. But even even there, all right. The defense saved them. That funky offense that they put in. Okay. They, good they, for they them. They tried. Yep. 
Yeah, they try. But like you say, I mean, uh, what do we got? 133 Division One schools playing football. You got it. Yeah, you would think that there's 150 quarterbacks out there, and Syracuse could have got one. You got to get one. That, that that that's what I don't understand is how they cannot get a quarterback. And I understand, you know, people don't want to come up here. It's too cold. It's too snowy. But, I mean, Syracuse has a tradition. Syracuse was a force. And yeah. it just, it, it, it has, it breaks my heart to see where they have been. And it breaks my heart. You see it on TV and the dome, it, you know, it, it, it's empty. And I, I, I remember. If I'm the new Syracuse coach, I will park myself at the Manning Passing Academy. <laughs> yeah, that's where they all are. And, and he, Go down there and find somebody. Have your checkbook ready to go, you know, and uh, get the guy in your car and say, hey, we're going to Syracuse, all right? Come come with me, all right? It's time. Now, that's being sarcastic, but he has to get a quarterback. What's he going to do, run single wing for the next yeah, three nothing, years? Yeah, there's nothing they can do. They get, they, they you, have to. You can't do that. And the, and the people on the roster right now currently, I don't think, they can win with them. I think they either have to get a yeah. transfer. Well, you know, uh, listen, I was I, I had a seat in the game that Gadsden, the wide receiver they had. Right. Oh, first. yes. Yes. I, he was I'm in the third player. row right behind the Syracuse bench, and I watched that happen right in front of me. And next thing I know, he comes out later in the game with a boot on his foot. Right, right. And I says, uh-oh, this isn't good. So, okay, so they kind of retooled. They found a couple more wide receivers. But Gads is going to play in the pros before he's all done. Oh, yeah, he's a stud. But you got to yes. have a quarterback like we've talked you gotta about. you got to get him the ball. you got to get him. All right. So, anyway, um, maybe you and I ought to go up and tap on the new guy's door and say, listen, we got a suggestion for you. We'll give you a free limo ride down to the passing <laughs> academy and <laughs> stay there go. for a week and find yourself a quarterback. And then come home. Don't come home without one, right? And uh, the other contractually obligated discussion we have to mention: Colorado, Deion Sanders. We, oh, uh, you know, we, uh, Frank, Frank, and I had been talking about them all year. Frank had picked them several times, and uh, he, he was disappointed. Deion started off hot. You know, they ended up three and zero, and then four and one. And then, really, the wheels fell off. And I thought early on that his son, the quarterback, Shadur, was going to be a Heisman candidate. I thought yes. he was unbelievable. I think we all did. And then, yeah. you know, they get into the conference play, and boy, they just got exposed. Yeah. Well, look, at with all the shtick and the drama and everything else that comes with Deion, I mean, he's a national name. You know, he, he, he what did he get rid of? Three quarters of his roster from a year ago. <laughs> he did. You talk about NIL money. I, I, I'd like to know who who writes out all the checks out there. All right, so they all come and good good for them. Okay, but what he did was change the energy and realize, Stephen. You probably noticed Sports Illustrated has named him the Sportsman of the Year. Right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> well, okay. He comes. He he did such a great job at Jackson State. Jackson State was on ESPN more than they have ever been. They had more televised games. Yes, he right. donated a million dollars of his own money to build a facility there because they had terrible facilities. I didn't think 
the Colorado job was the best choice for him. I thought that he could have gone somewhere else. Colorado is a very, very tough place to win. They've they've struggled yes. for years. He comes in there, first meeting, like you said, he, he basically tells three-quarters of the team, bye, you pack your bags, you're done. And then he says, oh, by the way, this is your new quarterback, Shadur, and he stands Shadur. up. And you know he he's got the the rock coming to the games. He had the place rolling, especially at night. Do you think that he's going to have long term success there, or do you think he'll have a couple good years and and he may go somewhere else? Dion, first off, he was a great player. Absolutely, great Hall player. of Famer. Yep, Hall of Famer, deservedly so. Okay, I was never a Dion Sanders fan. But I appreciated him, you know, from from the get go. Okay, so now he's taking his act or whatever you want to call it, you know, <laughs> with the Jackson sunglasses State and everything yep. else. But football is like everything else we just talked about today. It's about winning games, all right? So I'm sure he's beating the drums as we speak for more transfer portals and everything. And I think he, I don't even think he goes into kids' homes. I mean, no, he doesn't. That, that's the one thing he's he not interested do. in sitting down with mom no. and dad and tell nope. him I'm going to take care of you. Know, he he that, does that's not, not do his that. Thing, no. Okay, so he's going into a different conference, good, bad, or whatever it may be. All right, the networks are still going to follow him until he falls off a cliff somewhere. Well, They're going to yeah. follow him because the ratings. It's going to happen. Yep, absolutely. So to your point. Uh, in a year or two, somebody will come and tap on his door and say, listen, coach for us, whether it's in the SEC, yeah, uh, which uh, this is where I think he'll end up, all right? Somebody in that conference will have a disappointing year next year, and Dion is probably framed with his agent a good buyout clause at Colorado and say, sayonara, I'm going to buy, and I'll take my act somewhere. You name the school down south. Is it the ACC? I think not. And, you know, one of the things that we stop and think about before the success that Florida State had this year was Florida State might want that, that exactly. their favorite son to come back. He's an alum, Well, correct. that's off the table now. That's no. not going to happen. Norville's right? done a good job there, correct. So now Deion might find another place. There, there'll be somebody, you know, uh, I, I suppose a long shot could happen this year, but – I think that's premature. I think Dion's got to coach another year or two out of Colorado, and then see what happens from there. Anyway. Uh, is he going to be happy in the Big Twelve? You know, who knows? But college football will find him. They'll 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 follow him. The networks are all over it. And uh, you know, I think every just about every game here was somehow on national TV. So, you know, mission accomplished. And you know, what do you what do you think? Because there have been quite a bit of college football firings. You've seen firings mid-season. You've seen some firings at the end of the season. The one that really stuck out to me, Texas A&M fires Jimbo Fisher a year after they gave him this massive extension. He is getting paid $80 million not to coach. (laughs) How do these schools justify doing that? $80 million you're firing the guy and then How they brought in the guy from duke right correct on top of the whole thing 
If I heard the story correctly, the day that they fired Jimbo, at halftime, <laughs> they had a donor present his $160-some million check to the university at halftime. Oh, they yeah. They recognized he, him on the field. He wanted him gone, yep. And before the ink was dry <laughs> on the check, even though he won the game that day, 41-7, to I think was his score. yeah. yeah. Yep. By the time Jimbo went to sleep that night, they already had cashed the check and said goodbye, and here's your $76 million. Now get get out of here, and we're going to start looking for a new guy. And he got fired That's you how know, much six money four. is floating around Texas A&M. Oh, they, it blows my mind. Blows my mind. And, you know, the, the, <laughs> the same situation, Michigan State, Mel Tucker, I know he had his incident there with uh, well, with that, that's plain stupidity what he did there. He was the highest he was the, the highest paid African American coach in the country. And yeah. he 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 how can you be so reckless and yes, and especially exactly. with, with social media, with, with with your cell phone and with everything being monitored, being that reckless, yeah. risking your job for for a girl, I mean, and you're married. I mean, well, listen, that, that, I can't no, get no, over that. Listen, I'm just connecting the dots here. Remember we talked about Deion Sanders? Yes. How about a year from now, he's the head coach at Arkansas? Wow. Stop and think, stop and think about this. Pittman's got a lease on life. Who knows whether he deserved it or not. The Arkansas job's going to open up. Who <laughs> And the that's a tough place to win, coming too. Coming going to be our, our boy Bobby Petrino. Oh, he's <laughs> – you know what? He always gets hired. That's amazing. And, and he was told never to come back on that campus again, and the president of the school waved his magic wand. They're going to bring him back. All right, so they watch him like a hawk. All right? So <laughs> they, they do watch him like a hawk. Please, right. Mark, put this down in your Funkin' Wagnos Encyclopedia. Deion Sanders – a year from now will be, or two years from now, will be the head coach at Arkansas. <laughs> now, I did want to ask you about one other guy because, uh, especially with your USC fandom, uh, the the guy I think that would be an attractive hire is Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron is an incredible recruiter. Wow! And you know he, he wins the national championship at LSU, and then two two years later he gets he gets fired. Um, do you think that he'll get another shot somewhere? See, because well, I, I wanted him I to go to Syracuse. I, I haven't heard from him recently. Nobody has. Nobody has. Uh, remember, remember when it was time for him to go? He basically said, "All right, I got my money. Which door do you want me to go?" Oh yeah, he I'll, didn't care. He didn't fight it. He's Ed like, Orgeron "I'm out." Is a character. <laughs> he is. He's a character, but he's a recruiter. He can recruit. Yeah. So. I can just picture this back in a day, those many years ago. <clears throat> Ed Orgeron comes to Steve Kelly's house to recruit you. I think you couldn't wait to give him, say, sir, 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 stop. I'll I, play yeah, for you. Yeah, Where I, do I sign up? I, right? I met Ed Orgeron when I went to the Syracuse football camp my junior year. He was the defensive line coach. And he right. had so much energy. He was hilarious. And he yes. was great with the kids. He was great with the parents. He's not really like an X's and O's guy. He, he, you know, he's not a great schematic Correct. guy. 
He wasn't right. a good defensive coordinator. He struggled when he was the head coach at, a, I believe it was Mississippi State. He got fired. Right, right. Turns it around at, at USC. Was really upset they didn't retain him. Goes to LSU. Same thing happens. Les Miles gets fired. He steps up. Wins the national championship. Two years later, they run him out. But I think with his power in recruiting, there's got to be a place for him somewhere. The, the, you, you, are, you are spot on. And I say that as soon as he runs out of money from the previous contract, I have no idea off the top of my head. Well, he's got an he, extravagant he paid- lifestyle. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so he's living the life right now. Good for him. As we speak, he's probably sitting on a beach somewhere in Florida or wherever, and good for him. Right? But if I'm not mistaken, somebody even now might have called him and said, hey, when do you want to come back? This is like the rumors are always out there for Urban Meyer to come back and you know, whoever, there's a long list of, not a long right. list, but there's there's eight or ten coaches that are sitting on the sidelines right now. They're probably collecting their money from their previous job. They're getting paid not su- to coach. <laughs> yes, right. Well, so, you know, some people like that. You know, some people want to be involved. I haven't seen Orgeron on TV or anywhere no, else. No, Lord knows what he's doing. But I would imagine somebody, especially down south, first off, he was a perfect fit at LSU. Yes. You know, yep. coming from the Bayou country He's and all Cajun that other man. kind of stuff. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, he wins this thing. And, you know, 10 years from now, there'll be some reunion. And, you know, Edward Argeron, those little people down there will kiss his feet and everything else. Everything will be all forgotten. That's what happens when you win a national championship. But uh, you're right. Argeron, I, I, I had not remembered that name recently. No. No, um, he hasn't been mentioned and, at all. Yeah. So... There's another interesting character. I'd like to sit down and have a, an adult beverage with Ed I, you know I think it would be hilarious. It would, it would, be, it would definitely be entertaining <laughs> to do that with him. So it is time on Moneyline. we got to go with the picks. We're looking, okay. at the playoff, we're looking at the playoffs right now. Okay? Yep. Michigan, what do you see for them first oh, round of the playoffs? Oh, God. Well, okay, so they're playing, refresh my memory, who are they playing? I believe Texas. Oh, that that's, well, look at both of those semifinals. You know, past history, last three or four years, um, you could get any one of those four could roll, run the table. Oh, I'm sorry. Right? It's, it's Michigan. Michigan's playing Alabama. Michigan's playing Alabama. There, in my opinion, that's for the national championship right there. The winner of that game, yes. Yep, Michigan, yes. Michigan, Alabama, and I think Alabama might be a They'll two be a favorite, favorite yep. already. Okay, so because because I've been to Alabama, I've you've been, been to Alabama, you've been to Tuscaloosa. My daughter, when she was about fourteen years old, fifteen years old, swam in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama pool. I was there for a week. Oh my God. And I'll tell you a funny story here. You remember the name of Pat Dye way back when? I sure, I sure do. So we walk into this establishment, and there's about five of us adults from uh, New York State, and they pick up that we're from Syracuse. And needless to say, uh, they, they bought us dinner and drinks for the rest of the night when they found out we were from Syracuse because <laughs> they tied Auburn and history yes. died that year. Yes, in right. 1987. So anyway, I've been to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I've been all over the campus. Wonderful place. Unfortunately, it was not during football season. But 
Uh, I like Saban. I like the way he does business. Yep. I think the guy's a winner. They got a good staff, and, too. But So I, I'm i going to go out on a short limb, and I'm going to pick Alabama to win that game. You know, I'm with you there, too. I'm with you there, too. I think Alabama, um, it looks like it's going to be minus three, and I'm taking Alabama as well. I just think they're too hot right now. I think Michigan, uh, you know, they're slightly overrated. I, I just I don't like the Big Ten, and I just I when you see well, their one signature win was against Ohio. Well, State. Ohio State, yeah, and they beat Penn State too. But I mean, when you whenever you see the SEC play the Big Ten, the SEC rolls them. I mean, especially last year, it happened too. The Big Ten makes the playoffs, and then they you know they flop. Well, that that item. SEC football that's talked about behind the scenes. Right, right. I, mean, I think I think the, you could take three of the SEC teams and and, and they they could compete in the NFL right now. Yes, right, right, exactly. Yep, yep. So Alabama beats Michigan. You got now Washington and and Texas undefeated. Texas. Washington, Pac-12 wow. champion. Texas, Big 12 champion, only lost to Oklahoma. They beat Alabama. That's a tough one. Now, Washington's defense is suspect, but, um, man, like you said, it's a track meet. They can score. What do you see for them? You're right. That's a a 50-40 game. That's going to be a shootout. That's going to be a shootout. Boy. I think I'm going to go with Texas. You're going to go with Texas. I think I'm going to go with Texas only because they're hotter than a pistol right now. I mean, look at we, we could be you know the day after the game we say why did we do that? I I just think you know Texas has got everything rolling for them. I mean, they've now taken over the state of Texas. I mean, going back three four years ago, that's why they. They hired and fired a few coaches, and now Sarkeesian is there. I, I just think and that he's they, done a good got, job. I give him credit. I mean, he but, really but you turned it around. You've got to give Washington all the credit in the world. Oh, Bo, absolutely. Bo, or uh, what's his name there, um, the quarterback at Washington? He's the real deal. All right. He so, yeah, he makes everything. He makes everything go for him. He, he can write it up. Um, I will make sure to set my uh, clock to watch that game. I, I probably will watch the other one too, but. Uh, that that that'll be just you know. Hey, you, you look at. I think what was maybe said in the last forty eight hours here. Well, let's throw in Georgia at the same time. Florida State was not going to win the national championship. I don't. I don't think so no either. Way. I think they but they would have got take smoked. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, and any one of those five schools could run the table and win a national championship. I agree. I agree. So that's that's the fun part about this season. Um, you could look at them and say, hey, every one of them, and they all got NFL talent on the field. So, I go. am gonna, I am gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna take Washington. I think Washington is gonna is okay. gonna run Texas out of the out of the stadium. I they are gonna give up a lot of points, but I just think their offense is more explosive than Texas. So, so you and I sound like the boys on College Game Day on Saturday morning. Well, that right? that's that's why we're the best. That's why we're the best, <laughs> and you're 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 the best guest to have on. So okay, we got the national championship. You got Alabama, Texas <clears throat> national championship, prime time. Nick Saban, 
What do you got if against, that against happens, I just figured this out. That is a rematch of the September game. It is. Absolutely. How about that? And therefore, hard to beat a team twice it a year. Is. I'm going to go with Alabama again. Alabama again. Alabama wins the national championship. I am going to go out on a limb. I'm gonna. I am gonna take Washington. I'm. I'm riding Washington. Good They're for too you. hot. Good for you. Um. I. I give them credit. I want. You know what? I want the Pac-12 to to really flex their well, muscles I do and show. Too. I do too. That. that I'd love you know, to see them win. Some, having some roots uh, out there and seeing a few games out there. I. I'm with you. I. You know. The 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 Pac-12 has been kicked around they all have. these years, and. Um, Maybe some of their own doing. Uh, uh, it's going to be no longer after this school year. <laughs> right. That's too bad. But that's that's a whole new conversation about Pac-12 demise. And lastly, the Heisman Trophy. You know, I don't. Th- I don't. You know, there there hasn't really been that standout Ooh. guy who you've seen all year and said he's the well, one. Supposedly, supposedly the guy from LSU is the front runner. Correct. But Correct. they're a nine and three team. Yep, absolutely. So that that's always a strange thing because we all know a quarterback's gonna get it. They're not gonna give no. it to your favorite uh, right tackle on a football team. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Right? No. Orlando. They're not Pace gonna isn't give it there. to a running back. You're not gonna give it to a defensive end or a linebacker. So it's a quarterback. No, it's a quarterback driven. Lead. So it's what the it is. votes have got to be in by the guy. I think the end of this week. Correct. Maybe. The, yep, they have so, a ceremony. Yep. I think your quarterback from Washington is going to get it. I I, uh, I agree with you. You know, I I had loved the quarterback in North Carolina for a while, and then they fell off. I had loved uh, Caleb Williams at USC, but they fell off. I, I do think you know undefeated Washington. I mean, he, he's he's got to he's got to win it absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, before we go, I did forget to mention Notre Dame. Okay, Notre Dame. You know, Marcus Freeman, his second year. They uh, you know they go nine and three. They you know they're not going to the playoffs. Uh, I they may or may not get a New Year's Day bowl. What's your take on Notre Dame? Wow, I'm going to put the perennial Notre Dame USC yep. rivalry aside. <laughs> I have grown to appreciate all that. I mean, my son and a good friend of his they they have um, a friendly bet every year. Um, listen, Notre Dame they're in a different category. Always, they've been able to stand it alone all by themselves, not joining a conference. You know, they get. Badger to, to join one. They refuse. <laughs> uh, you you got to give Marcus Freeman all the credit in the world. Okay, he took over for Kelly. The bar is high out there, and he won nine ball games this year. You know, good for him. Um, no, no, I don't know he, what kind of deep he, pockets they got to, to get you know transfers. No, this is what you, I believe. You, you think Freeman? But you think Freeman was a good hire? You think that that yes. was the right guy 
to replace yes. Kelly. See, for sure. I, I thought sure. it, I I thought they did it. It, it kind of was based on emotion because the kids all went in and, and they did the Rudy thing where they put their jerseys on and they said, we want Marcus Freeman to be our head coach. And yes. I think I think they made the hire in haste. I think they could have got somebody better with a little more experience. He does a great job as the defensive coordinator. I don't know that he's the best fit as the head coach. And, you know, he's he ended up being the first Notre Dame coach to start off his career 0 and 3 when yeah uh, well he, he survived that good for him he did he well did. look at here here's my take on Notre Dame since we're talking about this I think and this is just one man's opinion just on one brief story I heard about Kelly that he left he was he not well liked not, <laughs> he could no he couldn't get the transfers into Notre Dame academic no he was very frustrated with that yes. and when you when you are told as a student going into your junior senior year that you've got to start back like you're a freshman and sophomore academically, uh, that doesn't cut it. And Kelly got frustrated with that. He did. Because his personal goal was to compete for the national championship. So, okay, so it's not happening this year. Okay? But LSU has probably got deeper pockets than anybody but Texas A&M right now. They just paid the women's basketball coach a fortune. Yep. Yep. Kelly got a fortune. He got $10 million a year. The baseball coach is getting a fortune. <laughs> yeah. The men's basketball coach is getting a fortune. So Kelly's being compensated very well Ooh. on his path to try to be a national champion. And, and that's that's the, the, the kind of the sidebar issue to what's happening now in, in the SEC. LSU is sitting out there with Kelly, and he's, he's going he's gonna to try to get everybody he can in there. So Kelly leaves, like you say. Notre Dame is a perfect place where the guys on that team wanted him so bad. They did. That they yeah. went to the administration. All right. But like everywhere else, Baber, Baber's included. You're a good guy and everything else. You've got to support your locker room, but you got to win. And the nine and three uh, is that going to do it at Notre Dame? Because they they you know they've been to the playoffs. They expect to contend for a national title every year, and I just don't know. He he didn't have the the experience. He had just been the defensive coordinator, and to you know to be thrust into the position of head coach at Notre Dame, as young well, as he is and as inexperienced as he is, that's that's it, tough. He's listen. Every once in a while, some some college out there hires somebody that has kind of moved up the ladder within. Okay? Right, absolutely. And they, they all of a sudden are successful. Nothing sickens me more in any level of basketball, major sports, whatever, to, to a retread. And I'll, I'll use only because he pops up all the time, is Urban Meyer. Right, Okay, I agree with His you. His name keeps coming up somewhere. <laughs> it does. Okay? We talked about Ed Orgeron, but that's a different breed of cat. Okay? So, the new get blood. these guys. I, I hear you. Who's sitting out here? Dan Mullen. Now, Mullen was supposedly got the inside track at Syracuse, right? If I'm Dan Mullen, I'm not going to come to Syracuse. No, I wouldn't take Because he's job. not going to win. No. He wants to win. Yes. Okay? So, Freeman has done his job. He's got some support from within. He's very well-liked. He's very well-respected. Yes. So, Notre Dame, that still counts for something. And you got to be a straight shooter and, you know, they, they don't break rules at Notre Dame. No, that kind of they work. don't. They run a clean program. So, 
Do the alumni have the money to bring in guys? Maybe they do, they, but like yeah. I said earlier, academically, you got to start from almost square one when you show up as a transfer out there. Yeah, you're now. You're I still don't know how the, the, the kid from uh, what was it, Notre Dame or no, Wake Forest, the quarterback, the, quarter, Hartman. the yeah. quarterback went out there. Yep. Okay, something must have happened. Maybe things are changing out there, but you got to, you know, you got to pay to get people in there. But <laughs> like I mean, everywhere else, I, I, you know, you mentioned LSU. How, how can LSU? I mean, I would never have thought LSU would have that kind of money to pay those coaches the salaries that they are. Where where does the money come at LSU? Like, do they have perfect, the, the alumni base? That, that, that's perfect that question. My son is in the banking business in, in, in Atlanta. And one of the big donors is the president and CEO of Yella Wood. Okay. He is a LSU born and bred and whenever they need something they call this guy and he leads the charge and he leads by example and writing the check all right wow. there are people down in and down like i said kim mulkey the woman's basketball yes. coach i'm i'm guessing but she's making a huge amount per year she, for like yeah. 10 years she's the second she wins the national championship coach, last yep. year so kelly Kelly got some of his money. He got ten million people down there. <laughs> this isn't Texas, but there's oil money in Louisiana. There is. Okay, I did so not know that. That answered that answered the question. Okay, so you you heard it here first. Money line on ninety seven point <laughs> nine Unity Radio FM. Steve Cully, your host, Mister Tom Wells, joining us for the picks and discussion of this week's college football conference championship games. You have the predictions, the playoffs coming up. We have Mr. Wells going with Alabama and Texas national championship. Alabama coming up on top. I have Alabama and Washington. I'm going with Washington on top. So we will see what happens it's it's definitely going to be exciting and then we have all the other bowls coming up bowl season is always fun we love that so i am looking forward to it uh mr wells this was your first uh radio experience 97.9 unity radio in worcester um how how did how did you think you did how did you feel well, I think you're a I natural. rambled on about a lot of things, some of which are my own opinions, which I hope everybody's willing to play with. We're gonna fire. We're gonna fire Frank Cristiano. Frank's Frank's gonna <laughs> be fired. You're gonna be his permanent replacement. If, if this makes Frank the a tough. better a better guy on your network, so be it. Frank Please can't get that sick the bar anymore. Is now higher. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get sick anymore. You're outside that uh, like Wally Pip. In uh, Lou Gehrig, I'll, I'll call him tomorrow. Say, Frank, you're out. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> All right. So, you have the picks. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we are signing off. So, this is Steve Cully. And uh, remember, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Take two oranges <laughs> and throw them back at life. <laughs>